Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hello, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here on KBXL 94.1 FM. I'm Ken Lewis, and on staff and the director of FCA here in Idaho. And our guest today on Heart of the Athlete is assistant head coach, uh, soccer coach over at NNU, John Hawks. John, welcome to Heart of the Athlete. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. We, uh, um, I know we get the chance to see each other at least once a week over there at NNU yep. at a coach's huddle, and, uh, but it's been fun getting to know you over the years. How long have you been at NNU? Going into, so I've had four seasons with the team um, and being on staff and uh, living here. I'm about to hit my four-year anniversary, so... Uh, it's it's been a great four years for sure. Grateful oh, to be here. That's great. We're 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 glad to have you in Idaho, and we're glad to have you at NNU. And and that is your title, right? Associate Head Coach. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah. Started this season. Um, I was fortunate to get quote unquote new title or promotion, which is always great, but not why I do it. Um, and I think it's just you know a reflection of the trust that uh, Mary has in me as the head coach, and um, just. The relationship and success we've had collectively as a group over the last four years so yeah it's been uh, an awesome ride well, up at this great. point that's great well i'm excited to have you on heart of the athlete today and visit uh with you about what god's doing been doing in your life before we get to that though we want to just uh tell our folks a little bit about uh we've got a, a few fca um events coming up this coming saturday um a week from today we have uh the state wrestling tournament over in, at the Idaho Center in Idaho, and we have got a, uh, a breakfast for wrestling coaches on that that morning of the championship uh, morning that Saturday morning. So we're excited about that, and uh, I've got a, a former wrestler from the University of Wyoming and who's coming in, um, lives in Colorado now, and um, um, we're excited about having him be our speaker. And um, so, folks, if you if you know some some wrestling coaches out there, some people that will be at the state wrestling tournament, they're welcome to attend that. You can get more information at fcaidaho.org, and you can contact Josh Newberg about that. And uh, I know we've got some wrestling clinics coming up in March, and of course our our camps in the summer. So um, of course one our our big camp or the the regional camp that we have the last week of June over at NNU, where you coach John, is uh, June twenty sixth through. The thirtieth. That's for incoming seventh graders through twelfth graders. So, so you can get more information at scaidaho.org and uh, contact info if you have questions as well. So, well, John. Uh, so you've been four seasons here at NNU and coaching women's soccer. And before that, you you were at the University of Wyoming, or Missouri, right? Correct. Yep. Mizzou. Tell us a little bit about your roles there. Uh, yeah. So I was, um, you know, fortunate to. I've grown up in, in Columbia where the university is and um, played growing up. Um, we scrimmaged actually the women's team when I was younger. Um, and, and there was a affiliation with just knowing their program and the head coach had been there a long time, Brian Blitz, who um, I'm forever grateful for. He's the reason I kind of fast tracked into the coaching world. Um, but long story short, I was refing. Um, had communicated with him with my progression refing because I thought I was going to getting to that phase where I wanted to start refing SEC games and potentially try to get my foot in the door with Mizzou and other programs within the refing ranks. As I refed, 
um, the more I started to gravitate towards missing being a part of a team on a consistent basis in, in that community that you have um, over the course of a season. Um, so then I started to slowly transition, was still refing, um, but then I got my first coaching gig uh, as an assistant coach at Battle High School, which is a local high school there, um, with my good buddy Jack, who was the head coach. Um, and then it progressed, stayed in touch with Coach Blitz at Mizzou, I applied originally for uh, an opening that came up as the director of operations uh, because I didn't have much coaching experience. Um, And then fast forward to the following fall of 2016, um, they called me out of the blue to join their staff. uh, And I left a a great job full time. Company was was excellent to me, Veterans United. They they supported me during my soccer pursuits, if you will, when it was a hobby. Yeah, because some jobs it's hard to get away to go to practice at 3 o'clock or 3.30 in the afternoon or whatever practice is at a high school or a college, right? Yep, yep. And what was cool about Veterans United, and I think aligns with with this broadcast, is the founders and the community that they have at that uh, company. It's a privately held company, so faith is of utmost importance there. Um, So uh, they they were – Massive, not only in my continued evolution as a believer in in, in what uh, the story of Jesus means to me and, and how that's played a, a massive role in, in my progression mm. um, to where we are today, talking here about just life and um, being a part of the staff at NNU. Uh, without them and their support, uh, it's, it's, I'm hard-pressed to, to be here mm-hmm. uh, because I, I was able to have that freedom to leave work for refing assignments, um, leave work to observe Mizzou uh, and their practices before I was on staff, uh, and leave work to go coach a battle. And all these things kind of snowballed into me getting a call out of the blue from the coaching staff at the University of Missouri uh, to join their staff as their volunteer assistant. Uh, So, yeah, that's That's where it all started at the collegiate level in 2016, which was... Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it's special. Cool journey, and I, I I know you've been you've been officiating. Well, you were back then. I think you got started somewhere about 2011, something like that. Yeah, officiating. Yeah, soccer. You, you know, I uh, maybe we'll dive deeper into this part of it, but I knew I wanted to rededicate my life and and keep focused on first and foremost my faith and and what Jesus means to me. Um, and I knew secondary to that, I wanted to get back to soccer. I drifted from both my faith and soccer. And when I, when I came to that realization that I needed to refocus on priorities that really matter, um, those were 1A and 1B, uh, mm-hmm. with 1A being utmost priority mm-hmm. and knowing that 1B being soccer uh, was something I needed to get back in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it had been foundational in my growth as a youth, and I knew I drifted from both um, mm-hmm. faith and soccer, mm-hmm. um, both very foundational in my youth. Um, and during my you know, adolescent coming-of-age years, they both were not so present. Mm-hmm. And naturally, that's when we're masters of our own domain. <laughs> Um, the struggles yeah. that are mm-hmm. primarily self-induced, but I think of this world can can kind of snowball in a direction that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. And when I had that kind of 
um, epiphany, if you will, full circle moment is the summer of 2010, I believe. That's when I was like, all right, I'm rededicating my life to what I know Jesus means to me and focusing on that first and foremost and secondary with the soccer. Um, so then I progressed into looking into getting into refing. Um, and it started with high school ball, which I loved. And then high school led to college ball. Now I'm refing high school and college. And the door started to open, which I think ultimately is by design that's greater than any of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's it's been cool to see how that's played out. So Yeah, that's great. Well, John, uh, man, officiating high school and college and then getting coaching high school and then being there at different positions with University of Missouri. Was that with the women's program or the men's program at Missouri? Uh, it's with the women's. They okay. only have uh, women's soccer at the Division One level. Um, so, yeah, it was with the women's team. Gotcha. And that first year, again, I was coaching. Uh, I was kind of baptism by fire, which was great. So I think the best way to learn is to do yeah. um, and to be surrounded by those who are pretty high level and are, done are it a long it. time. Yeah, so – you know, I was really fortunate. I, I, I kind of was able to get my feet wet in a more of a um, space to grow um, at a at a, a pace that was good for me. Um, although I'd been around the game a long time, played for a long time, coached or ref for a while, um, hadn't done a lot of coaching. So, battle was a great kind of jumping off point. My buddy Jack, phenomenal coach. Um, he's now the athletic director of, of another school, high school in, in the area, um, but learned a lot from him and just kind of cut my teeth with coaching there, which gave me the confidence when I did get my chance at Mizzou. Um, and our 2016 was a dream. Uh, as bright lights, I mean, SEC, it's it's you know it's about as big a stage as you can get on within the collegiate ranks, which is uh, not typical uh, when you're getting into the college ranks. So. It's fortunate there to, to 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 be in an environment where the brights were light, um, and learned a lot and experienced a lot. Had a magical run that year. We went to the NCAA tournament, played KU at KU, which MUKU is a massive rivalry. So that was pretty darn cool uh, to be at Lawrence, several thousand people in the stands. It was packed. Um, and that MUKU rivalry is real, especially if you're from that area. Um, and yeah, it was amazing. Fast forward after that, I got m- the promotion, if you will, to director of operations for the next two years, which is kind of standard progression. Uh, removed from coaching, which was tough, but learned everything outside the lines logistics, travel, all that all the good stuff. behind the scenes, yep. yeah, which is so important. Yep. And, and fortunately, and it's part of it with the coaching world, they, um, you, you want to get a master's just, it's kind of par for course with this profession. So Mizzou supported me in that. So two years of that. And then next thing I know, I'm interviewing for a job at Northwest Nazarene and, uh, <laughs> Idaho and pretty sure I knew where Idaho was on the map, but wasn't 100 <laughs> and didn't know anything much about Northwest Nazarene University. But mm-hmm. because of Don uh, Trentham, who was the associate head coach at Mizzou at the time, he was the one who guided me this direction. He's like, you should really look into this uh, school, this area, this mm-hmm. conference. It's it's a great, great spot. So mm-hmm. I applied and the mm-hmm. rest worked out as intended, which has been magical for sure. Uh, praise God. Where are you? You're here. Yep. 
Well, folks, if you just join us today here on Heart of the Athlete, I'm uh, visiting with Associate Head Women's Soccer Coach at uh, Northwest Nazarene, John Hawks. John, so let's go back a little bit. How did you, growing up in Missouri, what, uh, how'd you get involved in sports? Yeah, you know, I was um, fortunate to have a big tribe uh, to, to kind of experience life with. Um, my family's great. Parents are still together after many years, getting close to 50th wedding anniversary, which is pretty amazing. Um, two older sisters who are quite a bit older, um, nine and 12 years older, so um, surrogate three mothers, if you will. <laughs> um, but grew up with a lot of uh, family and friends, neighborhood, older brothers, older sisters, if you will. Um, that were truly like family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was in a day and age where, you know, you're a latchkey kid. Uh, you get to run around and sun up to sundown during the summer, um, all that good stuff. So I feel grateful to have that experience before uh, the modern age of technology. Um, but just all sports growing up, basketball, soccer, baseball, golf, tennis, all the above, which I was fortunate to have at my disposal. Um, and then as, as things progressed, I realized there were some that I was more successful at than others and gravitated to. So played, uh, basketball, uh, soccer and golf as my kind of youth sports and kind of segueing in the middle school and in high school. So, mm-hmm. um, but just had your kind of typical running amok ne- neighborhood fun, captured a flag, all that jazz <laughs> playing in the woods. Um, so it was uh, it was pretty magical looking back on it. We had about a three block radius where there's a lot of kids that were age mates to me mm-hmm. um, that were like family. Mm-hmm. So it was it was very special. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just typical. Oh, that uh, sounds fun. Yeah, that's great. Tell us a little bit about you know your your faith journey and then you know how you came to Jesus. Yeah, so it was I think more of a social kind of weekly routine for our family growing up uh, we would go to church pretty regularly on Sundays Um, that was about it it wasn't wasn't we were going multiple days a week type of deal but Sunday I still remember vividly as a as a very young youth going to the to the you know kids club if you will Mm -hmm. during service time Mm -hmm. Um, and that was Real young, so probably four or five years old. Um, mm-hmm. For whatever reason, that comfort and space that you're in, I just naturally, it felt like God was taking hold of me mm-hmm. in those moments because I can still reflect on that today. Mm-hmm. Um, so progressed, um, would go to church pretty much through um my younger years teenage years confirmation all that good stuff mm-hmm. so probably from age 3 or 4 to 13ish mm-hmm. um but after that we didn't go as frequently mm-hmm. um but the seed had been planted and, and my mm-hmm. foundation was laid in in what all of faith m- means to us um so I'm grateful for that because that was kind of a a massive foundation that was laid early mm-hmm. um and it's carried through since mm-hmm. but yes wasn't anything where we were really really active it's more of a sunday mm-hmm. go to church go out to lunch with friends and family 
Mm-hmm. Call it a day. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Um, I know you've been involved um, in our our coaches huddle there at NNU, an opportunity to to grow with other coaches in in your faith. Tell us about the impact that the Lord has made on your life being involved in that over these last three years. Yeah, it's been special, and credit to you because you've kind of been the driving point of keeping it consistently going. What I've appreciated about the coaches huddle is it's just a good reminder in a more intimate setting the uniqueness we all have coming to this profession, um, but the commonality of us all being coaches um, and that connection we have as well um, over the bigger umbrella of faith, which uh, you've done an excellent job kind of spearheading, if you will. And just kind of, quote-unquote, breaking bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's good to keep it top of mind um, to, to share with others. Uh, we can kind of get in our own internal dialogue a lot, and I think that's fine. But if there's too much of that without the community side of it, uh, I think we can run amok if we're not careful. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a good accountability and, and reflective space for us to just talk about life, faith, and how that interweaves with our uh, profession. So we have an awesome platform where we're fortunate to not only be coaching and, and getting to be in a um, kind of automatic community with our respective teams, but equally and more important, in my opinion, the ability to not have to worry about church and state. We're at an institution where faith is encouraged, and mm-hmm. um, you know that's that's where the real gold dust is, in my opinion. For me personally, I think being uh, a believer, I think sometimes maybe you can be perceived as, I don't want to say soft, but not as competitive, where I would argue, man, some of the the toughest competitors I've seen and and been around are are believers of of faith. And, um, you know, that's, that's been massive to our success. It's been, it's been extremely intricate to how we operate and, I would argue why we've been successful, especially during these last couple of years with yeah. everything that's gone on COVID and yeah. the adversity that we faced as a community and individually. Yeah. Well, you, um, and we, I want to get into that. There's a couple of things you just said though, that I thought is so important, you know, as far as to, as we're walking as Christians, as Christian coaches, as we're, you know, to stay accountable to each other, to have a small group, to be able to be, uh, to, to keep ourselves sharp, and to be able to pray for each other, like we do, we pray for each other. We yep. get into the Word of God. We we have some, you know, we we have a little. We we haven't done it in the last couple of weeks, but we have little note cards. We try to write down memory verses and keep those with us throughout the week and and Bible memorization. And um, but I I think that community with those coaches, being able to those other guys, and and to be able to, you know, just keep each other sharp and and pray for one another and 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 live out our Christian faith and 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 you know receive god's love and give it away to each other you know i think it's it's been so fun and and so good and rich and uh and so i you've got a few minutes left i want to transition just a little bit and just talk about you know uh give the folks you know i know you guys had an incredible season this last fall and uh a lot of you know some great success and and mary has been building you know mary's been at this for a while and it's been i know she's been great to have you there Tell the folks a little bit about, you know, um, 
you know what what has gone on with the team this last this last year last couple of years yeah you know it's been it's been a mixed bag of emotions for sure uh, we've we've had some some hard life moments collectively of course with covid and navigating all of that um, and personally there's been there's been some tough challenges that people have gone through on the team um, which everyone faces but ours have been a little bit more intense if you will uh, so I think that shared adversity that we've gone through as a group has been massive not only for us who are leaders on the team if you will as coaches but for our group as a whole um, they they've seen and witnessed uh, things that have happened and I can talk about it because it's public and it's it's been advertised not advertised but the testimony of it has been mm -hmm. uh, put out there but you know Mary went through a pregnancy where they knew the baby was more than likely going to be terminal with uh, trisomy 18 um, and you know is in, very impactful and power, powerful to see her embrace that and go through a full term right. with baby Rafa, who was here for about a hour and some change. Um, and although that's a short, short life, how his presence impacted all of us was massive. Yeah, God used it, didn't he? Yep, for sure. And and because of that, in, in our collective you know, commitment to each other on that front, along with a lot of other stuff going on that the players have dealt with. It's just, it's just part of life, right? That made us strong in ways that are undeniable. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you saw that as the seasons progressed. We had a perfect 11-0 and season during COVID when she was pregnant with Rafa. Following year, we had a great run, made it to the GNAC tournament for the second time in program history, which for us was massive. And then this last year, um, I would argue it's our best year, we we were second in GNAC during regular season, played uh, the eventual national champions, Western Washington, in the GNAC finals, and gave them a heck of a run. Uh, the shot count was nine to seven, nine for Western, seven for us. Fast forward to the national championship, and Western outshot Westchester 25 to three. Hmm. So that gives kind of context of the yeah. caliber we were at. You were right in there. Yep. Uh, so we've got a tough group. They've They've dealt with a lot of adversity on and off the field. Um, and, and we create an environment that's tough by design. And, man, do we have, you know, some strong-willed, powerful women on the team that's, that's inspiring to see. They set a high bar, um, which makes me want to be my best and mm -hmm. vice versa. So it's, it's a cool collective, and it's the beauty of sport um, that we get to share together for sure. Yeah. Well, that's great. And I know, you know, Mary and her husband, they were able to, to – uh, have have a, another a, another child. Yep, and baby help. Naomi's healthy and yeah. And uh, but during that time, I mean, I know she really leaned on you to to help lead that team. Yeah, and uh, so uh, what a what a great time and and praise praise the Lord. Yeah, it's cool. I got a call from her the day of our game against um, Seattle Pacific. She's like, I'm going into labor. <laughs> She's like worried about you know leaving the team and kind of throwing it all on us. I'm like, hey. We knew this was coming. We've been right. through a lot. You go take care of having your That's baby. Right. We'll take care of the soccer. And yeah. um, she ended up having the baby, Naomi, uh, the following day, early in the morning. Um, and the team was lights out against SPU. Uh, I think we've only beat them three times in program history up to this point. Mm -hmm. And we beat them three to one. 
They played lights out. When I walked into the locker room and I'm the only one, they're all like, oh, what's going on? Like, is this a joke? I'm like, nope. <laughs> Labor's happening. We got a game to play. They're in good shape. Everything's wow. tracking well. And um, it's funny because she sent us pictures. She's watching the game <laughs> between contractions. Oh, so, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's been a wild wow. ride for sure. Wow. Well, John, it has just been a lot of fun and a pleasure to have you on Heart of the Athlete today. And it's been fun to hear about what God's doing in your life. And we um, want to have you back. So let's, we, uh, we got some more things to talk about. And uh, we appreciate you, just the, the calling you have in your life and, and, and coaching. And, uh, and uh, so thank you. Thanks for being on Heart of the Athlete today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. Yeah.